The Yes Day Inclusion Podcast is a solutions-based platform where we discuss the how-to-say-yes side of including all persons in everyday activities and situations. Our ultimate goal is to improve the lives of children and adults with disabilities by sharing stories and perspectives. These are your hosts, Laura Wingler and Kirby Morgan, and it's time to say yes to inclusion today. In this episode, we talked to Jessica from the blog Z and Me. Jessica's family just sold their house, paid off debts, and purchased a camper, and are heading out for a year to travel the United States. We talk about traveling, autism, LGBTQ issues, and more. Here we go, episode 11. Hello. Ah. Welcome to Yes A Inclusion. I am Kirby Morgan. And, and I'm Laura Wingler. Welcome. Today we have our guest with us, Jessica from Z and Me. Hi. Hi, Hi Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? We're we're doing. We're good. good. <laughs> Chugging along. We're still here. Yeah. <laughs> we're still here. Kirby and I should be so proud. Our um we've only been doing this podcast. This is like our we've only been doing this for less than two months, right? And we're already got like so many listeners and I know offers from anchor to like do advertisements. We're like slow down. So we're excited. Every time I see like another person liked our Facebook, I'm like, yay. yay. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a person I don't know. So it's not like it's just our friends and family. Cause I didn't even invite my friends and family to this. <laughs> Cause they don't want to listen to me talk about inclusion for an hour a week. So. <laughs> so true. So Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I am married to the love of my life, Sarah. It'll be 10 years in May. Um, we met when we were teenagers. Um, we actually met at um, where we worked together. And we were just friends for about seven years. Uh, we dated other people. Um, we actually lived together as roommates for a little bit. And then um, feelings just kind of started changing slowly for both of us. And But we were both kind of terrified because we didn't know. It's like, you know, that young puppy love thing. Um, and then um, just one day we both just kind of said it to each other. And we've been together ever since. And that Aww. was 12 years ago. And we got married, like I said, almost 10 years ago. That's so sweet. I have the same like timeline with my husband. It's our 10 year this year in April. Oh, that's so funny. We just we just had our 10 year last year. Oh my so. god! Wow, it's so cool. 10 years is a long time to be with somebody. Yes, <laughs> right. We should all be like celebrating us. <laughs> we did it. We made it. We made sure. it. <laughs> the average marriage I heard lasts like eight years. So I mean, we're all ahead. So oh, we're good, awesome. good. Oh, awesome. see, we're ahead of the bar. There, we, we're yeah. winning. Perfect. So you have a really awesome story. Can you tell us about your family? Sure. So um, we have a six-year-old um, named Seek. Um, he is nonverbal, severe autism. Um, we, in order to have him, we, of course, had to do fertility because um, you need different parts than what we have, of course. So um, we bought our first house. It was a foreclosed house um, and fixed it up with um, my father-in-law and then um, Sarah's grandfather helped us too. Um, and we replaced and did like everything in that house. Um, we lived there for about two years, sold it 
and paid for fertility treatments to have our Zeke. Um, was amazing. Um, pregnancy was very, very hard. However, um, it, it was, of course, worth it um, when we got him. Um, he was typically developing till about two years old. And um, then we saw some regression. And then we saw a lot of regression um, to where he became silent. And um, eventually he went into his own little world. Um, we started, you know, with the therapies and all of that. And at six and a half, we're slowly getting some things back. We have some a little bit of language every once in a while, um, nothing consistent. Um, but he gives hugs now and kisses and um, he's coming back into the world with us and not in his own little world, which is amazing. So that's, yeah, that's the short version. That's so, see, I, I hear everyone's journey to the diagnosis is always so different, mm -hmm. but I have to tell you, do not give up hope because my son is going to be 11 mm -hmm. and the burst of language, the burst of cognitive, like I could tell him that your iPad's in the pocket of the seat in the car and he knows, like the... Mm -hmm just the following directions, just things that I never thought were going to happen, they happen. So, yep. and I feel like everybody's like, oh, if you don't do it in the first five years, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not true. Our kids are lifelong learners. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the same, you know, with Zeke, we heard if we don't have language by five, he will never have language. Um, but that's not true. In the last year, he's seriously, I mean, he has a little bit of a mouth on him. Um, you can't really understand what he's saying. Thank goodness. <laughs> Most people can't, but I know what he's saying. Um, but he's he's speaking and he's using it in context. And, you know, he'll shake his head yes and no at us. And, and he understands what we're saying. If we tell him to go sit down, he'll go sit down or, you know, things like that. As opposed to a few years ago, that was not anywhere in our radar. Um, so yes, you're exactly right. They're lifelong learners. And never say never, never with our kids. Of course. Yeah. Never. And I feel like all of our kids have that, uh, little attitude streak at them because <laughs> oh, yeah. even Jake, he will be yelling at me and I don't even know what he's saying. He'll be like, ah, bah, bah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Like it, he's full on like hand, like verbally expressing mm -hmm. himself with his hand motions. And I'm like, Ooh. I think he's mad at me. Yeah. Where is that? That's in me right now. <laughs> Allie likes to, she'll yell these things at me that are from shows and I don't know where they're from. Like, they're like these ridiculous sayings. I'm like, what are you talking about? She'll like, beat it, you dirty birdie. And she said that for years. So I'm like, what is that? Then one day on Mickey Mouse, I saw the whole scene. I'm like, oh, this is what, like in her head, what she was saying to me. I'm like, ah, got it. That's so funny, Laura, because Jaden will watch videos on his iPad to the context of like what he wants or what's happening. Or so like if his dad's not home, he'll be watching videos with Elmo and his dad. And there's not a lot of videos with Elmo and his dad. Like you have to search for those things with Elmo and his dad. Or if people are giving him things that he doesn't want, he watches a video about uh, uh, everybody buying a birthday present for somebody, but they're not thinking about the person they're buying it for. They're thinking about themselves. So <laughs> I'm like, like those, like you, and then it just like clicks. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, I'm so fascinating. 
I know the way their minds work are is unmatched. It really is. It's wonderful. So where are you located right now, Jess? Um, we are in North Georgia, um, about 45 minutes north of Atlanta. Um, we've lived in the same little town. She and I both lived in the same little town our whole lives. Um, our second house, the one we just sold, um, was actually less than a mile from my grandparents. Um, and so we, it was amazing that our paths never crossed till we were actually teenagers because we just, we both lived in this little bitty town. You had to wait till the time was right. Exactly. Exactly. Timing is everything. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. So in, in your little area right now, how, how are services? How are, does, how is he doing? Does he get included or how, how do you feel? Um, so we are extremely lucky. The county, it's called Forsyth County. It's like one of the best in the state of Georgia and even one of the top in the um, country. Um, it's, it's a very affluent um, county for the most part. Um, there are, you know, little pockets um, that are not as affluent. Um, but they have amazing services and the special education program that he, you know, he's in through the school system are phenomenal about inclusion. Um, everything that the gen ed students do, the special education kids do as well with some modifications. Um, I haven't had a single issue with them not including him. That's so amazing. Yeah. We're very, very lucky with that because I know it's not that way. And oh, it's not that way. You, my, son, nope. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> my son got in a had got this award mm -hmm. on Friday. I'll go on my soapbox for a second. And <laughs> the way the teacher was telling me about the award, it was like, oh, it's his special day. He got recognized at the assembly. Like there was one assembly, not like there was two assemblies. Like one for the typical kids, one for the special needs kids. Like the way he was telling it to me was like and he ate lunch with the principal like it was like this big deal mm -hmm. well then jackson my um younger son who is verbal and i asked him hey did you see jaden on assembly today and he's like no i i saw all the fifth graders i'm sure i saw all the fifth graders and i was there till the very end and there was no jaden so I'm curious now. I've asked my questions. I'm waiting for them to answer them. But they se separated, obviously, and had two different assemblies. So my concern is, like, do the kids in this school even know that my son exists or the kids in his class exist? Because how is that going to do for the community? How are we going to ever break the barrier if they don't even know my kid exists. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Like even here, mm -hmm. I know a lot of counties that don't even have self-contained classrooms. What they do, Laura, I don't know if you ever heard of this in your teaching because it's a teaching thing, but um, <laughs> they do, they have the teacher teach let's say they're doing algebra, let's say the teacher will teach the algebra and then they have sped teachers that will be the co-teacher and assist the teacher and the student. So like they do all those kinds of things, just not where I live, not where I live. Yeah, not where I'm either, the same. Yeah, thankfully not here either. Zeke would never make it in a gen ed classroom full time. Like he just yeah. never, he would it's, not thrive. 
I feel like it's so extreme. You're either because there's there's some districts in New Jersey that do it too, and it's so extreme. It's like they either have all these segregated classrooms or they have none of them. It's like there's no like balance. Same here. Because I never want to like because I this is like the battle I end up in with other special ed parents because I never want them to think that I think that their kids should be pulled from their special placement or their mm -hmm. special school and put. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, never in a million years would I say that. I just say that there's so many kids that and their families that want the inclusion like mm -hmm. and it's not there for them like i am always saying that that should always be an option and not you know this forced segregation that some people don't want and mm -hmm. i understand like there's some kids where they absolutely need it too so it's it's such a there's like i don't know what the right answer is it's so subjective it I, is, I, I think it's kid by kid you have mm -hmm. it's it's very you have to take each kid as an individual and determine because a lot of people will say, come to me and say, I don't know how you do that or that your life must be so hard because my son's more severe, but I don't have to fight the battle that you're fighting, Laura, where Jaden is like, I want to be over there and I know that I'm different and I don't have mm -hmm. to have those conversations. I have a different part. So mm -hmm. it's so individualized for kid to kid because... And there is no easy. It is. They're all different. They're also different. It's just so. Yeah, it's just absolutely. Crazy. I want to ask you a little bit about, so about your life and like yeah. how we teach our kids, because I have a son who is very, he's no filter. There's mm -hmm. no filter in my son's brain. He says exactly what he thinks. And We've been in situations where he has seen, you know, two men or two women <laughs> together and it really confuses him and he doesn't understand it. But I, I like I can pull him back later <laughs> and explain to him. But in this situation, he's terrible. And I'm like, want to crawl into a hole because I'm like, Jackson, stop. Like, don't like don't even stare. But he's like, not even staring. He's like at their table. Like it's not even staring. He's like going to join their table and be start ask, giving them an interview because he's generally curious. So I want to talk a little bit about how do we explain uh, same sex couples or LGBTQ. <laughs> Did I get them all? Yeah. Um, I want to make sure. Um, to our kids that are very black and white, I want to teach them positive. I don't want to, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like sometimes because I don't live that life that I don't have the right words. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say the best thing is just exposure. Um, get them around, you know, families that aren't typical of the mom and the dad and, you know, the 2.3 children, um, get them around families that, you know, two moms, two dads, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, kids that are in foster care, like just the exposure. So it's not so taboo. Um, you know, like our son and even like, you know, our friends, kids, it's no big deal. We have aunt Jess and aunt Sarah. That's just, you know, it's no big deal. Um, and even like our families and things like that. Now it's aunt Jess, aunt Sarah and cousin Zeke. Um, but I would definitely say exposure. Um, they do like drag story times. Um, that's an amazing little, you know, just short 
little where they read a book. Um, and then, you know, you can explain to them before, after, um, you know, kind of what that is. Um, even like pride festivals, um, I wouldn't necessarily take them to the parade um, because it can be a little inappropriate for children. Like I won't take Zeke to a parade because it's inappropriate. There's, you know, some men and, and women dressed that I don't really want my child to see yet. Um, it, and it doesn't matter that they're gay, straight, or whatever. I just don't want them to see certain things. Um, but that would be my best advice is just exposure. Um, because the more they see it, the more it's normalized. Um, because it is normal. You know, we just don't always see it. And um, I would just explain to them, you know, with transgender people, um, that sometimes, you know, a, a person is born biologically male on the outside, but on the inside, they feel that they're female. And so they may dress more feminine so that their outsides match their insides and vice versa. Um, that's how I've explained it um, to children. Um, I've been a nanny for many, many years. And my last charges, um, they were six and they had questions and they said, two girls can't get married, Jess. That's crazy. And I was like, they can. And they said, well, I want to marry my best friend. And I was like, okay, marry whoever you want. <laughs> so it's just, once you explain it to kids, they're very, you know, they're very understanding and adaptable. And yeah. like you said, the more ex you expose them, the better that they're going to understand it. Allie came home. It's funny. She came home about, I want to say like a year ago. She comes home and she said something along the lines of, mom, two women cannot get married. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, actually they can. And she just looks at me. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, they can. And I explained to her, two women get married, two men get married. And we we're I'm like, you know, I was explaining to her how love is love. And, and I mm -hmm. gave her, there was like a book I read. I don't remember the name of it. We were just talking about it. And she just looked so fascinated. And she goes, interesting. And most people in this community, in the LGBTQ community, are perfectly fine answering questions, especially yeah. with kids that are just curious. Yeah, I, I hope feel, so. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of very similar to like going out with a kid with autism that's mm -hmm. stimming and everybody is curious, like, why is he hand flapping? Why? Like we would go to the park and Jaden had his device. Why does he talk with an iPad? So I feel like it's different, but it's also very similar to that where you have to break that barrier, answer the questions. So then the kids, because kids are so resilient. They are just, they are sponges and they, when you explain something to them, it's not like explaining to an adult that has their ways, that has been 30 years doing things their way and like yeah. it believes in one thing. It a kid, you can explain it to them and shape, you know, help shape their thought or like help form that thought to something that is positive. Where mm -hmm. a lot of old school, like even my grandma. Every time I talk to her, she's like, I pray for Jaden every day. I pray for him every single day that the autism will just go away. Like, okay, Grandma, that, that's not going to happen, but thank you. Like, I just say thank you at this point <laughs> because there's nothing else I can say. But I feel like it's similar. You have to, like, break that barrier as difficult as it is. Like, it, you have to do it because if you don't know, if they don't know, we don't know. It's so funny because um, our kids are so 
like Jackson has like no filter. So, and so he also has a friend that's a little bit older. He and his friend have been friends for a long time and their friend is actually on the spectrum. Jackson is not diagnosed on the spectrum. He definitely has ADHD. Um, but he, um, so I'm in the car and his friends on the phone or on the iPad on messenger or something. And his friend says out loud, Hey, Jackson's mom, do you know Jackson is a girl in Roblox? So sorry, Jackson, if you hear this in 10 years, <laughs> but, and he said, yeah, well, I chose to be a girl because I didn't think people would kill me if I was a girl. And I was, and then I said to him, well, what about your wrestling that you watch? Cause he watches like wrestling. I was like, those girls do the same thing as the boys. So what about them? Like you're, they're equal. I'm trying to like make him like not think in the box that society kind of puts everybody into like boys are stronger than girls or if you're a girl they're not going to get you but he is very it's like he likes all the girl wrestlers like the boy wrestlers they're fine but like i got him for his birthday a cameo with the girl wrestler that he loves because he likes them like and like so I played it at his birthday party and I, he was so embarrassed like he was so mad that I did that <laughs> like I could see him but I was like at the end when she told him that he was going to Wrestlemania he felt better but um like I feel like he was embarrassed because he's supposed to be this boy and his favorite person is a girl wrestler so I feel like <laughs> society kind of like helps push these kids and we have to like kind of like reel them in and be like no that's okay mm -hmm. no, definitely for sure what, what do we want to talk about the next question on our list or did, did you want to share with us about this whole i'm like so fascinated with this whole like traveling for a year Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just going on an epic that. adventure. Like we can't skip it. We can't go to the last question without this. <laughs> Justin's going on an epic adventure. So tell us about your adventure because we'll check in with you okay. on the road and see how it's going. Um. So it kind of started, Sarah and I have always said, well, we've had a long day. We're like, let's just quit our jobs and be hobos. Like the, we've just always joked that, you know, for 10 years. <laughs> I love that. And um, last year, or I guess it was a year and a half ago, um, my father-in-law became very sick. And we actually lost him last Valentine's Day. Um, mm -hmm. And he was um, kind of the backbone of our family. He was um, he was the man that he would just drive up and cut our grass while we were at work. And we'd come home to our grass cut or something fixed in the house. Or, you know, he kept Zeke for us. Um, Every day after school, he'd pick Zeke up from school, and um, Zeke was very close with him. Um, Zeke is very restrictive in eating, and he would eat things for Papa that therapists, Sarah and I, no one else could get him to eat. And I'd be like, we would pick him up, and he'd be like, I got, I got him to eat a banana today. We're like, what? He, like, looks at a banana and gags. Like, <laughs> But um, that's just, he was very much the backbone of our family. Um, and then when we lost him, Sarah and I just said, let's do something um, we've always wanted to do. We've got this one life and we want to live it. And we've always wanted to do this. So um, 
took about 10 months to really, you know, we were grieving and, and trying to do things like that. And about 10 months in, we decided to put our house up for sale and just to kind of see what we could get for it in the market. And it is sold very well. And, um, so we paid off all of our debts. Um, we bought a truck, we bought a camper and we are just going to travel for a year and see where that takes us. Um, we're pulling Zeke from school and we're going to do some therapy virtually, thankfully, that his therapists are going to let us do um, things virtually um, because we love his therapist. They're great with him. And we, we were scared to lose them. Um, his teachers are phenomenal. They've pretty much set me up for the whole year to homeschool him. They've given me every material, every printout, everything I could ever possibly need for him. So we leave in a couple of days. Um, we're camping locally right now. We've been in the camper for six days and I love it every second of it um, we get to go on walks every evening as a family um, we get to cook together we're taking Zeke to school together pick him up um, he finishes school this week um, and it's just the even like I said six days in we love this life um, the community even with other RVers um, trying to help us set up when we're having issues and things like that uh, people are coming out and helping us, and we were actually able to help another RVer. Um, it's wonderful. We just, we already love this life, and we haven't even left our little town yet. Yeah, that's so, that's so cool. That'd be so and, fascinating. And like you said, we sold, like, we sold everything. We have no storage unit or anything like that. We sold everything we owned um, or donated it or, you know, gave it to family or whatever. And that was the hardest part, I think, for me um, because it was stuff, you know, it was just stuff, but it's still your stuff. But at the end, when we were done, it was so freeing to not be tied down with just stuff. You can buy yeah. You know, we can buy bed beds and dressers and all of that later. But um, it, I'll never know what that's like because my yeah. husband's a hoarder. He has he he like keeps everything. He has all of his guitar magazines from the nineties. Like that's that's like how deep I'm talking here. Like everything. hey, maybe they're worth money now though. Yeah, maybe, maybe even if they were, even. he's not going to sell them unless I just start selling them. Oh yeah, that's a problem. If he's listening, I'm joking. <laughs> so we have moved so much because of my husband's military career we have moved and because i'm like i hate this school district i need to move to a different school district so even if we were stationed in the same place like it took a while for us to find our home mm -hmm. and we're just now like a year and a half after being in our permanent home for a I am finally in the garage, like, get rid of this, get rid of that. Like, why do we have this? But mm -hmm. the stuff you accumulate is crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how you guys just got, went through it all. And we're like, okay, this goes here. Like, I, I wish, yeah. I wish I could, I would be as brave as you guys. It took a while. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like a couple of days. It took a good five six weeks to really because we went through everything and we're really bad about keeping cards and things from the year so we did keep like six totes worth of cards from like our nieces and nephews and grandparents and you know grandparents that have passed and things like that that you know they're super special now um but we went through every single card we've ever been given like our yearbooks from high school like everything and unless it really meant something to us it, it was gone you Marie Kondo'd it 
Yeah, exactly. No joy. No joy. <laughs> That's to bring me joy. Yes. But it doesn't bring me joy. It's got to go. Exactly. So how is your son doing in the camper? Um, he is doing phenomenal. I was really, really worried um, about elopement. Um, but we have found some door alarms and things like that to keep him safe. And I was worried about him sleeping well because he's doesn't sleep very well. Um, he's usually up between four and six every morning. Um, six is like sleeping in for him, but he, and he's always slept with me. Um, he won't sleep in his own bed, but he has slept in his own bed all night long. Every single night we've been in this camper, um, which is amazing <laughs> for, for all of us to be getting some sleep. Cause we haven't slept in six years. Um, so for us to be getting, you know, 10 hours of sleep at night is amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. That's so exciting. So I'm just like excited for you guys for the amount of just life skills <laughs> alone that he's going to just being together and being able to do those things like cooking and just like going on walks and learning about the world. I mean, for me, just driving to Florida, my daughter now knows geography of the whole yeah eastern seaboard here but like just and you're thinking about it, you're going all over he's just going to absorb so much as and you're to, going yeah to see you know history and of course we're going to make it you know more for him but um to see history and how things work and like you said geography and you know things that we've never seen that we're super excited to see and experience too and to be able to experience that with him to where he's old enough to hopefully remember that and to be able to take that with him as he gets older um, is priceless to us. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Amazing. So awesome. I'm so eager to see how the, like, I cannot wait to talk to you in like six months and see how it's going and where you've been. Yeah. And we've been practicing, you know, with Zeke um, going on, like I said, he's always loved to travel. Um, you know, we went on a cruise last year and, or I'm sorry, two years ago before COVID. And then, um, we've gone on little trips here and there and we go, we make sure he goes to, into stores quite often and things like that to practice. Um, because we want to set him up for success. We don't want this to be a failure for him because, you know, this is going to be our life for the next year. So we want him to enjoy it and to be happy and to be successful. Did you, I just have to ask you this crazy question. Did you guys name him after parenthood or no? No. I love the name Zeke. I, and that's I like one of my favorite that. shows. It's, it's like not a popular name. So I, um, I love have it. always <laughs> loved the name Zeke to call our child. And so yeah. he, Ezekiel, just like parenthood. And I actually watched that when I was pregnant with him, the whole series. Um, and everyone asked me that if, cause the last season was when I was <laughs> yeah. pregnant with him, if I was naming him after um, Zeke Braverman. And I was like, no, I was like, but I <laughs> love that now. <laughs> I know that show has like a different meaning every time I watch it, especially cause I watched it before I had a kid on the spectrum. Then you like, you watch it after. And, like, the second episode where Max is getting kicked out of school, I'm, like, hysterical crying. I'm, like, this is my life. Like, this, they're living my life. I want to rewatch it. I haven't watched it since, oh. or rewatched it since Seekers. I wish I would bring it back. That was the best. That was just, like, the most emotional roller coaster, but real show ever that shows you what we deal with. It really well, they might. They keep bringing all the old shows back. So, they, you, they, there is hope for you, Laura. <laughs> yeah. 
Hopefully. That'd be awesome. In your regular life, aside from school, like in your hometown, what is inclusion like for, for Zeke? Like, um, what does he get to participate in? Like, what do you feel like? How do you feel about, I guess, your everyday life? So I really feel like our little town and our county embraces Zeke and children like him. We have the Miracle League. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's has a lot of children with autism and, you know, other needs as well. Um, they have our local in Atlanta, the Children's Hospital sponsors um, our fair every year. And they do a parade. And, like, Zeke was able to ride through the parade with the mayor of our town on a little Whoa. golf course. Um, one night and they let these kids come in a little bit earlier before the actual fair it's open but it's school just let out so it's not crowded so they let these kids come and enjoy it before it gets crazy crowded um, so little things like that mean the world to us um, because he can go out and enjoy it um, they have like sensory story hour every month at the library um, I can't I honestly can't think of any time now that he's older, that he's been excluded from our community. Um, he is always welcome, like Christmas parades and all of that. They have um, floats that he can ride on if he wants to from different organizations and things like that. Um, we know a lot of people in the county um, that are helping to open more centers for autism and things like that, especially for older children. Um, we're not there yet, obviously, but, you know, they're autism doesn't end when a child's 18. Um, so these, these kids and young adults, they need more, um, than, than what happens at 18 when its services stop. So we're very lucky to be in this little town. That is so amazing. So before we end, I, we always ask our guests for one tip, it could be one tip about inclusion, about how people can better understand your family, what whatever you think you want to. Um, so for like the LGBTQ aspect, I would say keep fighting for your child. Um, religious organizations have denied Zeke in the past for services, um, and I question them. And I want them to tell me why, because they usually just shy away from it. Um, they don't want to tell you because you know, of you're, you're married to a woman or a man or whatever. Um, I, I make them tell me, and then I let them know that that is unfair for my child. Um, a child cannot help who their parents are, whether you agree with me or not for being married to a woman, this is still a child. Um, so I, I would say just keep fighting for your child, um, and find your niche because there are good people out there and there are people that, will help you along the way. Yeah, same. And I think that the more, like our, like my stepdaughter who is 19, like she's unfazed by anything. Anything that walks by, she's like, okay, cool. Like her generation is just so different. Meanwhile, my grandma is like, I'm praying for the autism to go away every single day I talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, it's just so honest. It's fascinating. It is. It's a very different, I don't know. For I sure. grew up with so many different kinds of people, so I'm just like, I don't think anything of anything. I'm just super awesome, cool. 
Exactly. Yeah, we're the same. Yeah, it's definitely a generational thing. Like, I feel like our, those of us in our 30s, for, I guess for me, because I'm just like, I'm phased by nothing. I'm like, okay, cool. I went, I don't think anything of anything. I'm just like, awesome. And I want, I just want my kids' minds to be so, my goal for them is to to have them grow up even more accepting than me. Like, taking a step further. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's so fascinating how uh, every generation is just so different, like how they just evolve. And I think that it's good that we're evolving. And eventually we may be in a place where we can all live and breathe and our kids can go wherever they want to go. And it's not a fight for everything. I hope so. I want like my grandkids to not have to fight for any of this that I have to fight. Like none of this stuff. Like I don't ever want my daughter to experience her kids getting thrown out of daycare or dance or any of these things. Like I just don't want her to experience having to constantly file complaints against people and like do all these things that I have to do for her all the time. Like I just want this world where you're a person and you get to do what other people do. It's not, you know, hopefully civil rights will progress. It's going slowly. It's going Kirby and I are pushing it along. Yeah, if not, we'll be here blasting you over here on our podcast. We'll be like two old ladies still blasting you on our podcast. It's gonna yeah, go we'll be like historical 90, archives. Like, Listen, you did not change. <laughs> That's my hope. That's my hope. But anyways, thank you so much, Jess, for thank coming you so much. on. I know you are going on your epic adventure, so please don't be a stranger and check in with us because we're going to want to know how this goes. And we are, this is, your adventure is fascinating to me, so I'm going to need to know how it's going. I need you to take notes. Where were the good places? Where were the bad places? Because I want to know. Well, thank you. If you get kicked out of anywhere, just send Kirby and I the phone number and we'll call them. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll we'll like, hey, we heard you kicked out an autistic kid. <laughs> Tell us Sounds more. good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank y'all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Yes Day Inclusion. To leave us a voice message, please use the provided link because we'd love to hear from you.